dive into an ocean of possibilities with the DKM program of the American Council of the Blind. Get connected and build a strong leadership foundation. Apply to become a 2024 recipient of the Durward K. McDaniel First Timers Award. Get curious, explore, become engaged, and focus on making impactful contributions. Apply to become a 2024 ACB J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow. If selected, you'll be sponsored to attend the ACB conference and convention and learn how to navigate the waves of leadership from mentors and leaders of ACB. Don't delay. Apply today. For more information and to complete the application, visit www.acb.org slash DKM. Opinions expressed on ACB Media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome. This is Tabitha Kenlin speaking. I am the Audio Description Project Coordinator for ACB, and this is, I believe, the fourth installment in the occasional series, ADP in Conversation. Um, past episodes are available on ACB Media and the ADP website, which is adp.acb.org. And of course, you can find lots of interesting and exciting things about the audio description project and um, audio description on the website as well. Uh, today is a very exciting show because we are here to talk with the one, the only Dr. Joel Snyder. Um, he is a name and a voice that really needs no introduction. He is the founder of the Audio Description Project, and um, I'm just going to hand it over to you, Joel. Tell us a little bit more about um, about your career, how you got to be the the fabulous AD advocate that you are. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much, mm -hmm. Tabitha. Um, Tabitha and I are members of the uh, of a mutual admiration society. That that introduction was lovely, Tabitha. And and let me say that ACB is so fortunate to have a, a full-time uh, ADP coordinator, uh, and certainly in the person of Dr. Tabitha Kenlin. Uh, she, you've been doing this for a year now, a little bit more than a year, I guess. Yes. And it has been wonderful. Uh, to have you as a part of it. And I've I've taken a step back. I'm now the founding director emeritus. So I'm still involved uh, doing the Audio Description Institutes and uh, sit on the steering committee, but um, taking a step back, doing all kinds of other audio description related things. So anyway, Tabitha, it's great to have you there uh, as the ADP coordinator. Um, yeah, the, the, um, the, Audio description project uh, was the outgrowth of a of an idea that uh, I had along with uh, Chris Gray and Mitch Pomerantz, two former presidents of the ACB. Um, the idea being, you know, we it's great to see audio description growing uh, in this country and around the world, but how can we? make sure that keeps on happening? How can we make sure it, it, indeed that people who are blind, and that's the primary audience for audio description, that they know uh, uh, as much as possible about description, where to find description, um, what what are the ins and outs of description, and can we do programs or initiatives that that help spur more interest in description? So that that idea really was the the genesis of of building an audio description project. Um, yeah, and you refer to me as the founder certainly, and and I appreciate that, but it's really Really with the ACB uh, that makes this all happen, and and that happened right around uh, oh I'd say uh, 2010 or so um, if I've got that 2009 2010. Um, so we've been around uh, 13 14 years now, and um, it it um, I think most people probably know the audio description project uh, because of the website, um, uh, which is. Uh, uh, the website master is uh, Fred Brack, who does a, just a great job in in detailing, uh, especially what is on media with description. What can you turn on on just broadcast television right now, and will it have description? And and more, 
nowadays, of course, uh, streaming services. What streaming services audio, offer audio description and such? All that information is on the website. Uh, I'll mention it again, Tabitha, adp.acb.org. Um, but there's, there's so much more there because audio description, you know, began in performing arts. And so we list uh, by state, what, what performing arts spaces in your state have audio description on a regular pace, basis? What museums have audio description in your state on a regular basis? Um, and then be, beyond that, all kinds of, oh golly, other little projects. Um, uh, I'm sure you're going to want to bring up some of them, like the Beatty Project, uh, the benefits of audio description in education and our, our training institutes and awards. But so we've grown uh, a great deal beyond just the website. Uh, and it's just, it's just been wonderful to see that happen and and to see you and uh, Fred uh, usher that along, along, of course, with uh, Kim Charlson and Carl Richardson, who are the two chairs of the steering committee for the audio description project. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a great little tease there for, um, for, for the rest of our conversation. Uh -huh, sure. Um, because, uh, I mean, I think a lot of people do, um, do know about the ADP primarily through the website and the, the title catalog. Um, I think we'll visit sometime in the fall, I think maybe November or so. Um, there are now more than 10,000 yeah. titles of films and series with audio description, but um, but yeah, as you say, the audio description itself and the ADP um, is is more than um, than only the website and and only film. Um, and I think that's one thing that I um, you know <laughs> spent the better part of a year trying yeah. <laughs> trying to uh, yes. this big octopus shaped ADP, um, all the different um, initiatives and and sort of branches of the ADP, yeah. um, getting familiar with them. Um, so, and I, I'm, we're actually in the process of, of redesigning the website and yeah, as right. I've been sort of, um, it, you know, it, people who know me know that I love to write. <laughs> um, so I've been, um, kind of, uh, you know, doing some, some revising and trying to organize some of the, the plethora of information that's on the site. And I was kind of, I decided to do sort of a timeline of the audio description project from its inception, um, and then the different sort of, you know, programs within the program project that have been oh. introduced. Um, and it was really interesting to see that, you know, it's not like th it got started in 2010 and people have just kind of been, you know, running on the same hamster wheel. Every few years, <laughs> there's something new that comes up, you know, whether it's the ADP awards or the, the um, or the awards gala or Beatty, um, you know, there's just always something new, um, which I think is, is great, you know, just to, that it oh, continues yeah. to, to grow and expand and is a very, you know, lively, um, you know, living entity. Um, so, no, can that's you right. so can you tell us, Joel, um, since you've, you've been with it the whole, <laughs> every step of the way, um, what are some of your, um, your favorite, um, you know, sort of uh, initiatives and and branches of ADP. Um, you know, whether are there some that are sort of particularly close to your heart, and you can tell us a little bit about how how they came about and and sure. what makes them so special. Well, as I mentioned, I I still direct the Audio Description Institute, which mm -hmm. is a project, a project or an initiative, I guess I should say, a program of the Audio Description Project. Twice a year, we uh, uh, offer really pretty intensive training in audio description, what it means to be an audio describer, which I, I try to emphasize that uh, an audio describer is, is really the person that creates the language, writes the description that you hear with media. Um, and even in performing arts, um, whether or not it's actually written out as a script is one thing, but they're, they're creating the language and it may, they may be doing it extemporaneously. Um, that's, that's the audio describer and then with media it's oftentimes voiced by somebody else so and a lot of folks will say oh i love that audio describer his voice is wonderful well that's a voice talent a narrator perhaps uh who is voicing the words of an audio description uh, of an audio describer uh, who's put that all together the institute focuses on the writing of audio description and you know ever since covid we've been doing it uh, by remote we seem to reach a lot more people that way um and so the next one is um we do it twice a year the next one is april 
uh, oh golly, April 8th through the 12th. That's what it is. Yes. April 8th through the 12th, five days, half days from one to five each day. Um, and then we do another one in the, the that's kind of the spring ish uh, session. And then we do one in the winter uh, as, as well. I guess that would be the spring, winter, spring. And then um, we'll do another one in the fall and September as well. So the audio description Institute is, is something that uh, uh, we've done just about from the beginning. Um, and as I say, we used to actually gather together at the ACB convention and do that so that we could we would benefit from having all these potential users of description with us or at the leadership meeting. And we've kind of shifted away from that a little bit. Uh, we've lost that connection, which is a shame. I imagine we'll do some in-person ones uh, in the future once again. Uh, Although so, I, I yeah. should, can I, um, if I may um, sure. stick my oar in. Um, I, I was lucky enough to to audit um, the the my well the first ADI you know of well since I joined ACB last, about this time actually last year I think right. it was in February last year and um, and it was very interesting very enjoyable and um, one thing that I think is really important to to point out is that it is inclusive um, you know mm. obviously Joel is is the the head you know professor if you will. Um, but there is a, he's surrounded by knowledgeable faculty of audio description professionals and consumers who are on the blindness spectrum and who are sighted and participants in class. I mean, I, I have low vision, um, but I was, I fully participated in class and I did the group work and I helped, um, you know, create a description. I was actually the voice talent for, for one of my groups. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I've made my audio description debut. Um, so I think that's an important thing to point out is that it's, um, you know, it's, it's for people, you know, who are blind and have low vision and also by people who are blind and have low vision. That's so great that you, you emphasize that because indeed, Audio description developed uh, in 1980, 81 in the performing arts right here in Washington, D.C. I was fortunate to be a part of that group. It was led by a blind woman. Mm-hmm. And even before that, uh, Dr. Margaret Fanstiel, even before that, a man named Chet Avery with the Department of Education had been exploring with how to do description um, on television. And, and could that be funded by the United States government and such a blind man? You know, so some of the best uh, consultants, uh, call them writers, even if you will, of description are folks who are totally blind. Some of the best voice talents uh, are totally blind. Some of the best audio editors are totally blind. So we always have uh, folks uh, who are blind, who are consumers of description uh, in the training, sharpening their skills, getting to know what description is about. Uh, and indeed, on the faculty as well, uh, it has been so great to have uh, for instance, uh, Susan Glass mm-hmm. from California uh, and uh, uh, Tris Snyder uh, from Arizona uh, as part of our faculty. Tris, for instance, is a, a, a well-trained audio editor and voice talent uh, of description and consultant, a quality control consultant mm-hmm. on description. Totally blind. Susan's totally blind. And and you couldn't ask for a better uh, English instructor language person than Susan Glass. She's a published poet herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and so it's great having them as part of the Institute. Um, and then we have uh, so many other uh, initiatives, really. Um, you know, one thing I, I, I think about, um, we don't do quite as much lately, and maybe it's a good thing. And, and what I'm talking about is actually getting into the production of audio description. When we started doing this uh, at one point early on, I guess about 2010, uh, 2011, we, we thought, well, maybe ACB should apply for one of those Department of Education grants and actually produce description. You know, it's it's for people who are blind. Why shouldn't it be by people who are blind, as I just alluded to? Um, and, you know, though those we, we, we sort of went into it a little bit half-heartedly because we didn't want to step on the toes of the wonderful description producers that exist around the country. Uh, so we didn't forge ahead with that kind of major uh, initiative 
creative to produce description on a regular basis with broadcast television. But we have done some wonderful projects, uh, special events, special projects. We developed the first ever audio described tour of the White House. And that was during uh, President Obama's second administration. It's, it kind of went away during uh, the COVID and during the Trump administration. And we're working on trying to get that back on the boards uh, uh, in, in the Biden administration. Um, we did, uh, oh golly, we produced uh, audio description broadcast nationally on ACB radio uh, for the eclipse that was back in, God, that was 2017, as I recall. And we actually had uh, describers in Tennessee uh, do description of the eclipse as it occurred, live description. Uh, I kind of hosted the program. It was an hour-long program, and we, oh, we, 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 we had a lot of fun with music. We had, you know, ain't no sunshine when it's gone, that kind of thing. Um, all, all kinds of music. And, you know, here comes the sun by the Beatles and such. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the, the centerpiece of the program was having describers in Tennessee actually describe the ellipse. Eclipse, I should say. Excuse me. Um, so we've tried to keep our hands in there a, a little bit. We we actually did two of the first ever live descriptions for a presidential inauguration. It was uh, uh, that was yeah early on. Um, WGBH and and ACB were the only ones doing that kind of live description. Now um, you know NBC, CBS have ex they've been experimenting with live description, uh, which is great when they broadcast something live. It can it can be made accessible. Yeah, so it's great to see that happen so those are a few of the little description producing things that we we have done don't do so much of it uh, these days um, because there are such wonderful description producers out there uh picking that up oh i didn't even know that thank you ben. oh yeah sure this is why i let, i this is why i wanted to talk to you i'm just gonna get a little history lesson i love it no that's right yeah that yeah that should be that could be kind of the chronology of the adp uh, yeah. uh i can share other stuff with with you about that as you put that together yeah please do um i think it's really um yeah yeah i'm just i'm a believer in the importance of history you know it's oh, important yeah. to know oh, yeah. you know sort of what we've done and um so we can kind of um you know learn from the past and you bet. it will inform our direction in the future um so great thank you sure. um i know that you, that you and i joel have both a, a soft spot in our hearts for education so um, sure. i'm not surprised that you <laughs> you talked about the institute um, oh yes and because uh, Beatty is, is one of my um oh one of my favorite Beatty. things that we do the, that's the essay just, contest yeah. that's just great fun yeah it's yeah. uh as i mentioned uh, Beatty is an acronym b-a-d-i-e for benefits of audio description in education and uh um, that was sort of a kind of a, a half part uh, brainchild of mine, but half part um, kind of picking up on something that had happened in the UK in uh, early in the 2000s, but only for a year or two. Um, it began as uh, the the title of it was a mouthful. We we began it as called called the Young Described Film Critic Contest, uh, and what does that mean exactly? So, <laughs> Dan Spoon and I want to give Dan plenty of credit here because he was the former chair of the Audio Description Project Committee Steering Committee, and uh, he got together with Susan Glass and said, you know, this is such a great program. Let's 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 title it something that's a little little makes more more sense so that's how we got benefits of audio description in education and yes it's an essay contest for blind kids uh and they write uh, short reviews mm -hmm. of described media uh, we do this whole uh, contest in conjunction with the described and uh, captioned media program dcmp a a major program uh, of on accessibility uh, funded by the Department of Education, uh, its whole mission is to make sure that educational videos uh, throughout K through 12 especially are accessible via captions, via audio description. So this contest is a partnership with them. Kids write these essays and we we, we kind of divide them up into different age ranges and give prizes to the, the best ones and uh, prizes to their teachers. Um, and I th are we, we're coming right up on a deadline. Is that right, 
uh, Tabitha, or did we pass it already? No, we uh, we Monday is the deadline. So okay. If, okay. if you are a parent or a teacher or a kid and you're wondering what to do on the long weekend, There's well, still time. set yourself down and watch some described media and write a little essay Absolutely. evaluating the uh, the quality of that description. And you can find more information. I guess just going to the website is probably the mm-hmm. best way, adp.acb.org. There should be a link there to a, a page that's uh, maintained by the described and captioned media program. So uh, a shout out to Jason Stark, uh, who is its director. He's just a great guy. Uh, and they've done just wonderful things for education and accessibility. Thank you. Yeah, I, was, baby. I was hoping we would get a get, get a little plug in a, there. A last minute, a last <laughs> yes. minute a plug and a push for, for that. I Absolutely. I mean, students always wait until the last minute. I, yeah, <laughs> I know maybe this. that's true. <laughs> that's probably true. Yeah. And so, so do teachers. Um, I've, I've, you know, I've had to submit <laughs> papers on the day they were due. So. That's right. That's right. No, no, criticism, no criticism for me, just uh, sympathy. Oh, yeah. um, so I, I know it's hard to choose, but um, do you have a, a favorite, um, a favorite ADP moment? from the last, you know, 13, 14 <laughs> years, something that just sort of stands out as like, I don't know, I mean, it doesn't even have to be sort of the biggest achievement or something, but just, you know, that warm, fuzzy feeling. You know, well, you know, it's, I'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head, and we were just talking about Beatty, <laughs> and, um, you know, what we started doing more of in the last few years is actually having the winners. We, we we have a winner in each age range category, and then we have a grand prize winner who actually presents his or her essay at the ACB convention uh, and on ACB radio. And that has been just so wonderful to see and hear kids, um, you know, and usually they're you know, maybe some of the older kids that end up as our grand prize winners actually making that presentation. Um, it's it's so great to see them have the opportunity to put words together, obviously. And sometimes some of the entries are in Braille. Some of them are via email. Some of them are recorded, you know, and then to have those kids actually up in front of what a thousand two thousand convention goers uh at the acb convention and speaking to that large group that's really been wonderful to see um and in fact we have we've had one or two of those grand prize winners uh, be part of our Beatty uh, subcommittee as i recall um and, and actually helping in fact i think we have um one or two now they're graduate students or something <laughs> they're all grown up because we've been doing the thing for you know over 10 years uh so that's always great to see um some of the um you know we've had uh, we've had conventions um uh, uh, audio description project conventions kind of like Oh, conventions within the convention or conference of ACB, where we focused on audio description project issues, audio description issues of all manner of aspects of audio description. Um, in the last few years, uh, again, it's a legacy of COVID. We've, we've kind of gone, gone ahead with having them uh, virtually, um, which it doesn't, it does some. Um, increase our reach i guess and then of course people don't have to worry about coming from wherever uh to to the convention site itself uh paying for travel and lodging and all of that uh, although being all together is there's golly nothing replaces that really but we've had those so the last uh, three or four years i think it is um we've done an audio description project convention within the the acb convention and i know that we're we're just um we started working on um, uh, the convention, the audio description project sessions. Um, I think that's all going to happen right at the end of June. Isn't that right, Tabitha? Yes. Um, um, so there's the, the kind of the virtual part of the ACB conference and convention. Um, the ADP conference is, is part of, of that. And I believe it's the last Thursday, Friday, Saturday in June 27th, right. 29th. I, I, I think believe. that's right. Yeah. I think um, that's right. Um, I'm looking at the calendar. Maybe yeah, maybe it's 25, 26, 27. I'm looking. I I I think that's right. That last Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong month. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Oh boy. I'm sorry. That that that's silly. So I'll send you um, an email reminder beforehand. It's okay. Yeah, we, we there won't it let is. you miss it. <laughs> that's that's right. June. You're you're right. June 27th, 28th, 29th. Exactly. Um, 
all kinds of sessions, uh, obviously at the ACB conference writ large, but uh, the audio description portion of it will be uh, have sessions on, uh, well, I know I'm coordinating one on artificial intelligence. Uh, uh, Tabitha, you're doing one or two different sessions. Um, I'm trying to remember what we just talked about that this past week. <laughs> well, one of them is actually going to be audio description and education. And I'm going to, there you um, go. I'm, I'm going to have a chat next week with the uh, our, our, one of our resident experts, Susan Glass, to, to bounce some ideas oh, of off course. of her because um, I, I have I, I have too many ideas for one panel, so I'm gonna oh yeah um, I'm gonna let her rein me in a little bit, and then we're um, also gonna do a um, a panel in conjunction with DeCapta um, about um, oh yes translating audio description. Yes, DiCapta is uh, really the leading provider of captions and description for broadcast television in Spanish. Uh, so uh, shout out to Maria Victoria Diaz uh, and her group of folks there at DiCapta. Um, yeah, and I think Kim is is coordinating a session on audio description and dance, Yes, um, which is, you know, people think of, oh, yeah, that started in theater. Uh, well, what about other performing arts mm -hmm. forms, you know, there's there's a lot of good description uh, around the country in opera, uh, musical theater, but even dance as well. Um, and and it really helps bring an art form that um, uh, you know maybe it just isn't um, it doesn't have the same amount of involvement um, by people who are blind or have low vision. But why not? You know, and, and as audience members, as performers themselves. Uh, so uh, there's more and more of that happening. I'm looking forward to that session. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be. I think Carl is going um, oh, to talk to some of the, the smaller streaming services. The last yes, couple of yes. years, he's talked Media. to sort of the, the big uh, the big guys, um, but there are a lot of, of teeny, tiny little, um, you know, kind of very specialized, um, you know, sort of niche streaming services popping up and um and it's great to see that a lot of them are doing the audio description um you know yeah. that it is increasingly just kind of you know uh normal <laughs> that'll um, be a great to, session to provide that so, yeah. that'll be a great thing carl richardson uh, again is a co-chair with kim charleston of the audio description project steering committee but carl also chairs the media subcommittee and um Boy, you can ask for a more knowledgeable person yeah. about audio description, streaming, uh, but on DVDs. DVDs are still out there. Uh, yes. And, and uh, broadcast television. Uh, I know that he and Kim are um, part of the Disability Advisory Committee for the FCC. Um, I served two terms on it, but Kim is now a co-chair of it. Yes. And uh, they're, they're, it's so great to have... Uh, consumers of description, people who are knowledgeable about description, working with the FCC to, to uh, encouraging them to um, build their focus on description. So we have, in fact, have, so we have more description in media and better description in media. Uh, I know that's uh, dear to the, to, to Kim's heart and Carl as well and others okay. on that committee. Um, it's not enough to just get some words there on the secondary audio program channel. Uh, no, they got it. They have to be, it has to be done well mm -hmm. um, because sometimes when people are, they, they jump in and, and just sort of doing it off the top of their head and it gets to be too much. It can be distracting. Mm -hmm. um, there, there's nothing worse than bad audio description. Uh, and sometimes, you know, sometimes in training, uh, Tabitha, you know, I'll, I'll say, uh, you know, perhaps um, no description is better than bad description. If somebody listens to it for the first time and it's just too wordy. It, it, uh, it, it they're covering over things that uh, people need to hear. Uh, they, it's just distracting then and, and makes uh, for a difficult experience. So um, anyway, media is, uh, you know, when we, it all started in performing arts, but once we got uh, the toehold on broadcast television and then movies uh, and then streaming DVDs and such, um, boy, I, I knew we would see an explosion in interest in description uh, across the board because media reaches just so many people. I think that, that gave rise to uh, the um, increase in description available in museums. Um, why not? People heard about description for television. Uh, they experienced it. 
why shouldn't a museum uh, be accessible to people with low vision, people who are blind? And museums have picked up on that. The National Park Service has picked up on that in a in a significant way. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, it's it's coming along uh, maybe a little more slowly than we'd like, but um, it's it's coming along. There was a time when, you know, a museum didn't have audio description and museums didn't have all they had were a lot of signs that said, please do not touch. And, and so, you know, what was there for someone who's blind? How did they even get around? Well, audio described tours help them do that now. And museums all aspects of cultural life uh, need to be available, accessible. There, there's just no reason why a person with a physical disability must also be culturally disadvantaged. Mm -hmm. So um, museums are coming along too. And um, just something you said earlier about um, you know doing both the the training institute and the AGP conference virtually um, has really given us a chance to expand the number of people that we reach. Oh. And um, also thinking, you know, last year's ADP conference, um, we had a couple, I think, I think they were primarily, I think they were both sort of your, um, your panels that you put together. Um, oh, they were very right. international. That's right. In, in scope. So we had, you know, um, researchers and, and advocates and people working in audio description from you know, multiple continents, you know, Europe, New Zealand, um, oh. you know, we've got Australia. some, we know someone in Australia who's yes. doing a, a Beatty-like program out there. Yeah, um, that's kind of like an outgrowth of our Beatty program, a mm -hmm. very direct outgrowth of the Beatty program. We've kind of yeah. gone international and it exists in Australia and the, that whole Australasian region. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's... Um, you know, a, a really exciting thing that, you know, we are obviously the American Council of the Blind and um, we do a lot of stuff in the U.S., but we do have these these contacts and, and a network. Yeah. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll pick up on that, Tabitha. Um, we One other project that we uh, had just two or three years ago, I guess, maybe four years ago, was a, uh, a, a partnership with the World Blind Union. We did a survey of the extent to description and the kind of audio description that's happening around the world. Uh, and we learned that there's some kind of description in 70 countries. Uh, issued a whole report on that. Uh, the World Blind Union also partnered with ACB, uh, co-sponsored, uh, co-published uh, the Spanish version of my book, uh, The Visual Made Verbal, which is an ACB publication. It's available now in uh, seven languages, as well as Braille, as well as an audiobook from the Library of Congress, uh, so I, I like to tout that because I'm 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 I feel real proud of that. I'm working this year on a second edition because it's golly we put that out ten years ago, so it's it's time to kind of revise a good bit of it. I think, um, and indeed speaking internationally, we have. I don't think you know this yet, Tabitha, because I think we've got about 20 or 25 registrants already for the April Audio Description Institute. Oh, that's and, great. And they're from seven countries already, which wow. I think is already the most we've had before at an institute. Mm -hmm. uh, it includes blind folks as, as well as sighted folks who uh, want to get in on, on description as a career, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, we're, we're getting out there. Um, uh, and I know that international aspect is near and dear to uh, your heart, Tabitha, because Tabitha has been a uh, professor in Dubai and in, in uh, the UK, uh, in the UK or Scotland. You know, I'm trying to remember, uh, but you've been you've been around. <laughs> been around the block a couple been of Been around times. the block a few times, yeah. as have I. And uh, <laughs> um, I presented on description or done description or trained describers in 60 some countries and and over 40 states now so mm -hmm. and that just goes to show how old i am basically that's over 42 years so anyway oh, i think we should just all be jealous of this frequent flyer miles <laughs> yeah that's right that's right they they do they do stack up that's right that's right we just need to organize our next um, institute on Antarctica so we can um, <laughs> say that we've done it on every continent. I will research that. I will okay. research that. What is the data on uh, uh, the prevalence of blindness in penguins? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. 
<laughs> could they could we'd have to learn how to speak penguin though tabitha i think i i don't know that might be tough well, but um you know if it get i can't think of another reason that i'm going to get to antarctica yeah. <laughs> i would i would dearly love to to get all the continents so, i'm with you um, there i would love it too but uh, and there are uh, some permanent bases i think mostly scientific yeah. folks or researchers there um yeah with, we, we could go uh, collaborate with them on creating audio right. description for their videos listen and, why not uh, at least yeah. at least that because <laughs> you know you make me think though i always talk about audio description its primary audience is folks who are blind or have low vision that's where it all came from but it has been shown to be quite important uh, in making media especially accessible to folks on the autism spectrum people with adhd um, people who are learning english or learning any particular new language language new to them you know they hear uh, increased vocabulary they hear uh, similes they hear uh, synonyms um, it helps anybody really build their literacy with respect to the the language that description is in um, and and in fact you know there have been uh, any number of studies that that actually prove captioning is an assist to speakers of other languages learning a new language i'm sure the same thing happens uh to folks who are listening to audio description regularly um we need to we need to have a a couple studies that kind of uh, give us uh, uh, the, the the foundation for making that statement, basically, and uh, I'm sure we will. There, that that's another aspect to all of this that's that's built up over the last, um, uh, I'd say, twenty years in particular is the study of audio description mm -hmm. academically. It most of it happens in Europe, um, and the reason for that, I think, is because it has been embraced. Uh, academically, scholarly, as a kind of translation. Uh, it comes under the rubric of audiovisual translation. And indeed, my own PhD is from the University in Barcelona, the Universitat Autonoma de Barcelona, uh, because it's part of their study of subtitling, dubbing. Um, these are translation functions. Most media comes from the United States in English. It needs to be translated and, and made available to speakers of other languages. And the audiovisual translation people about, about 15 or 20 years ago really began to embrace audio description. I went to Portugal and, and trained some of the leaders in those programs um, on audio description. And, and lo and behold, they, they, they springing up around uh, Europe uh, programs in audio description. You have people getting master's degrees, PhDs in the study of audio description. It has augmented the, the production of audio description uh, throughout Europe uh, and throughout the United States. So that's a, another aspect to audio description. It's the research function and the study of it um, that, that's relatively new and, and growing. Mm -hmm. well, that, um, you know, as, a, as an academic, I'm obviously very interested right. in that as well. <laughs> that's um, right, sure. But that does kind of lead me to um, to the next question because I am keeping um, mindful of time here. Sure. So I just want to ask you one or two more quick questions, and then we can open it up um, to our audience and see oh, sure. if anyone else would like to, to ask you yeah. a question. Um, but uh, what um, what might be some uh, a hope that you have for for the ADP? Um, you know, over the next few years, as you know, you're, you're obviously staying involved as a as a volunteer on um, numerous of the committees, um, but you know, what are what are your sort of what do you wish to see um, for yeah. the ADP over the next few well, years? Is it part of the function of the ADP really is to promote audio description, to advocate for more and better audio description, and um, you know, we've done that in respect to one uh, one aspect is the delivery of audio description uh, via one's own smartphone when you're at home watching a television show or a movie when you're in the movie theater you know rather than uh, having to, to fuss with a headset that may or may not work um, we've we've worked with spectrum access a part of charter communications to develop uh, uh, a function of uh, 
I, sh- I should say, a, a transmission system for audio description that goes through your own smartphone. And we, we need to do more to encourage the producers of film to work with uh, Spectrum Access uh, to make those films available. Uh, not just the audio description, but you know the captions can be made available that way, sign language interpretation, other language dubs in other languages. So that's that's something that I'm hoping the ADP can press on. Um, golly, the, the we um, we recently uh, at one of the meetings talked about. Um, I guess it was when we were talking about the conference coming up uh, this uh, summer. The the idea of you know kind of taking uh, a, a cue from our friends in Canada at Accessible Media Inc. in Toronto, they have a whole television program, a station I should say, that is audio. Dis- everything on it is audio described. Boy, wouldn't that be great to have something like that in the United States, um, where we could uh, not necessarily produce shows, but uh, air shows that um, uh, in conjunction with ACB Media. In conjunction with NPR, perhaps, shows that include an audio description track. Uh, because, um, you know, but golly, sighted people could listen to their favorite movies on, on that radio station, if you will. Uh, as we've done sometimes with ACB Radio, we've, we've broadcast the Christmas programs with audio description. Um, we've, um, we've actually uh, produced description for some films and, and, and played the uh, audio description track with, with the original soundtrack on ACB Media. We did that years ago in conjunction with Vitac, the, the nation's largest captioning company. We, we described um, for uh, horror films. We did it as kind of like a Halloween present to everybody. And we broadcast the description of uh, uh, Ogali Night of the Living Dead and uh, Nosferatu and a few others. Uh, so those are some other special initiatives that the ADP could, could tackle, uh, certainly. Um, the sky's the limit. There's lots of things we could still we could still think of it really uh, the imagination of everybody who listens to description and contributes ideas to, to the steering committee and the steering committee members themselves coming up with all kinds of new things. Um, I think there's, there's plenty of room to grow. Yeah. I will say we, um, at the end, at the beginning of, um, of every year, the steering committee um, asks all of the different ADP uh, related committees to submit their, their goals for, um, right. for the coming year. So, I mean, I, I haven't counted um, from all of the, the various, I mean, we've got like what, six or seven committees, I think. And, we've got um, seven, eight, yeah. All, yeah, all of them have um, multiple goals. So um, yeah, we, we've definitely got quite a long to-do list. So. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, uh, we will grow, no question. Yes. We've grown tremendously over the last you know dozen years or something. And um, um, absolutely, there's plenty of room to grow further. Yeah. And, and what about you on a, a personal note? Um, I know, like I said, you're staying involved. You're not abandoning us. Thank goodness. No, of course, of course not. <laughs> I could not do this job um, without, I, well, I call them the, the audio description brain trust is, is Tim and Carl <laughs> and right, Joel and Fred right. and Timothy Wynn, who, who that's does our, right. um, our daily TV listings and a lot of other um, interesting things. So um, I, I, I need, I need you all. Oh, but, um I know that that you you know you have your own company um, that that you do um, that you run and um, you you have your own work and you mentioned you'll be um, you know revising your book for a second edition. Right, so right. Um, that, you know what are some of the the big projects that you've got on your to do list? Well, yeah, Audio Description Associates LLC is my company, and we do a, a focus really on description for uh, private entities that are making their films and videos accessible. Um, museum exhibits, making them accessible. And I personally uh, probably focus most on training and speaking on description around the world. So uh, I've been blessed to have that grow each year um, over the last, oh golly, 25 years that I've been doing it um, through my own company. Um, So that's always there. Indeed, a second edition of my book, The Visual Made Verbal, um, is is really important, I think, to do. Um, It's been 10 years since ACB published it, and um, and it's so wonderful to have it available now in seven languages. Uh, But it's time for an update, and um, so I'm hoping that will happen over the next year. Um, The other thing is... um, 
you know, I, in my offices here in, in the Washington, D.C. area, I have collected, well, 40-some years of information about audio description, uh, tapes, uh, VHS tapes, DVDs, electronic files, books, uh, papers, scripts. Um, uh, there's a lot of material uh, coming out of all those years of working with description. Um, the history of description and uh, uh, the papers from uh, Gregory Fraser, who was one of our pioneers, uh, who had been based in California, uh, the Fanchdeels, Margaret and Cody Fanchdeel. Uh, their their works and I have access to a lot of that material, and I'm hoping that um, we can actually develop an archive, an audio description archive. Um, uh, it's in the talking stages right now with George Mason University here in the D.C. area to actually be a place where that can be stored, it can be researched, it can be digitized, mm-hmm. um, and indeed we're we're uh, shooting for, let's see, one year from now, spring of twenty five. Uh, George Mason is looking to have a a full semester course in audio description um, and um, and go from there um, in person here in the Fairfax, Virginia area, but also online, I think, is something we're shooting for. I know the University of Illinois is 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 toying with that idea as well. So um, getting getting more academic and scholarly involvement in the United States is something that. Um, I think we need to do because it's it's not just audiovisual translation. You know, it it, it has implications for disability studies, mm-hmm. for the study of theater, for the study of media, uh, visual art, uh, mm-hmm. English. It's all about yeah. words. So it's really kind of an interdisciplinary uh, concern. And I I think we're going to see more of that in schools, um, including film schools, I hope, because, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, film producers grow up, they go to school to learn how to make a film. And that's where their focus is. And post-production hasn't been, that's where most description happens. That hasn't been on their radar as much. So um, we we need to get it uh, more visible among the folks who actually produce film. And theater, actually, too. Right. So no rest through the wicked is what you're saying. There you go. So, That's right. That's yeah. right. That, that all sounds really exciting. Yeah. Well, able... you know, I'm only 39 years old. Tana, I know. Come on, right? I know. He I said. heard. He, yeah, right. Me and Jack Benny. Anyway. <laughs> yes. My grandpa, too. Yeah. When I was 12, I was very confused. But yeah, uh, right. now that's that I, too, that. am 39, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> We're all 39. <laughs> yes. Exactly. We're all stuck at 39. That's yep. right. Mm. Uh, well, you will definitely have to, uh, I mean, you're, you're staying involved as a volunteer on the oh, committee. Yeah, so, you know, we'll be we'll be in touch, but we'll definitely need to, uh, to to get updates from you periodically. Come and, um, yeah, sure. I, I have to admit, I'm the archive just sounds really um yeah i'm hoping so that could take off yeah, yeah. great um so thank you so much joel for, oh, you for the, uh, the 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 history lesson and the the glimpse into the the misty possible future yeah um, we sure. do have um about i think 12 or so minutes left and i've spotted a couple hands Ray, oh, good. do you want to get us started with questions i would be happy to uh, tabitha uh, you've got you have two hands, um, so I definitely think we can get these. So, Diana, Diana, excuse me, uh, you can unmute. Oh, sure, Diana Norega. Yeah, yeah. We know Diana. Yeah. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> okay, there we go. Well. There you are. Um, well, I was curious to know um, how you think that AI and translation with AI will impact audio description. Because it gives us a way to get things like your book distributed in 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 a new way um, internationally. Um, electronic files are so amazing anyway, but um, it's interesting to see what, say, like Be My Eyes has done with their AI describer. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, description, um, audio description or description, I guess, without the audio there, I don't know, has been around since prehistoric times. Uh, And I refer to it really as kind of an informal audio description. You know, what does this look like? Telling a sighted person, you know, what you were doing last night. um, Sighted people use description all the time. 
Be My Eyes and Ira have done such wonderful work in helping people, um, you know, at the grocery store, uh, traveling from this place to the next place um, with volunteer describers or Ira, I think, has paid describers um, or I don't know if they are they describers or assistants in, in a way. Audio description as um, an art form that we teach for media is, is more involved. There are best practices, guidelines that have been developed. And AI in being used for media, um, mainstream media like films and television programs, um, I don't think it's quite there yet as far as the voicing of audio description. It's not a matter of just having a voice that sounds human. Uh, there have been great strides that way. It's more than just sounding human. It's what does the human do with a trained voice talent? What does that person do mm. with their voice to make meaning, inflection, pause? Do they know the whole film? Because the way you voice something in the beginning may be determined on what's going to happen ultimately at the end. And that I'm not sure AI has been able to speech synthesis basically is is quite at that level just yet. But they're also explore, exploring uh, and it, on a rudimentary level, you, computers can can now look at a picture and tell you in a very basic way what this is. Um, but for moving images, you know, it, not only is it important to know what it is, but how is it happening? And so there are. There are elements, there are places to grow, I think, for AI, certainly in the crafting of audio description, uh, but even in the voicing of it as well. Great question, Deanna. And that's why we're going to explore it um, at the um, uh, virtual conference uh, that we hold uh, this summer. We'll have one session on that. All right. Our next one, Margie Donovan. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Margie. Hey, Joel and Tabitha. Um I first want to really, from the bottom of my heart, Joel, thank you for all your years. I know you're not absolutely leaving us, <laughs> but you have moved. It's AD so far ahead. And as a person who loves and benefits from audio description, at least in live theater, um, I really want to thank you. And well, I, I absolutely believe in, in, in the two committees I've worked on and working with Tabitha, that we are in excellent hands and we are very blessed to have oh, brought yeah. you on board, Tabitha. Oh, you're so um, kind. And we need and we need more uh, wonderful advocates for audio description like Margie Donovan. I think you single-handedly have have brought audio description to that whole Sacramento, Davis, California region. Uh, well, I was you know, it wouldn't that. happen. I, I was going to say that, and you know, all of you out there listening, this is not about ACB to bring it to your community. <laughs> it is about us as blind people and, and low vision people going to our theaters and asking for it. It's, it's required under the ADA, and there are many of us out there willing to be role models and mentors. Oh, yeah. And, I yes, I came to Sacramento from the Bay Area. There was nothing, and now there's a lot. And um, now we're extending out into another area, and it's really up to us. It's not up to ACB. And then the, I have a question. Um, Joel, you mentioned the use of the iPhone. Yeah. And... I, I'm concerned about this on two levels. The most important level to me is I have pulled my iPhone out during a theater event with the screen off and my sighted partner says, you need to put that away. It's distracting mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. lights show. And to me, if the lights of, of an iPhone with a screen off is distracting a sighted audience member, that's no better than having someone sitting next to you and whispering. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And and I think Spectrum Access has has thought of that. And of course, it's not just iPhone, it's any smartphone really right, it's available right. for Android right. as well as iOS. But um there there are ways indeed to turn that uh, function off so there is no light coming from the screen. Um, and they encourage you to do that if you're using Spectrum Access in a movie theater, because you're absolutely right. Uh, people that 
fire up their smartphone and it's glowing in a movie theater that's extremely distracting um and not only that you know the movie theaters uh have been a little concerned because uh they're they're still very concerned about piracy and you know mm -hmm. a smartphone has a recording function oh my goodness mm -hmm. what's that person doing holding their smartphone up are they recording the movie well uh, again using a spectrum access kind of uh, feature there are ways to simply uh turn off the recording function if you're using it for audio description you won't be able to record anything so that's also been a concern um and we're we're working on both both of those issues that's great and as long as i'm on this earth i am going to fight for human voiced audio oh, description bless you <laughs> i will I, I am not i sit behind a computer too much and hear too many jaws voices and and a, a voiceover, and there's nothing like the human experience. Yeah, thank yeah. you to both well, of you. Thank you, Margie. Thanks, Margie. All right. And I, I, let me. Oh, how are we? Do we have anyone in Clubhouse? I always forget about Clubhouse. Uh, let me uh, check here. Uh, ah, I forget I got to do that. <laughs> um, I'll make your life easier. We do. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Herbie you. has his hand up. Yeah, I see it. Yep. All right, Patty. Looks like you're done talking. So we'll lower your hand in eight seconds. All right, Zoom. Get over it. And this will probably um, be our last question because I know we need okay. to end, can you hear me? Um, bang sure. on time and we sure. want to save ourselves a minute or two yeah. to say goodbye. So, Patty? Patty, we're not hearing you. Can you, you hear me? Patty, we are not okay, hearing you. Okay, let me you. check a, a setting here real quick. Then this oh, okay, end. good. Can you hear me? Okay. Okay, now they oh. can hear you. Can, okay, can you hear me now? Oh, yes. yes. Awesome. Are. I was like, okay. it says I'm unmuted. All right. Um, <laughs> first of all, what would you say um, it would take so that when movies... TV programs, etc., are produced from the outset that it would simply be part of the process to have an audio described track created and included from the beginning. What does wow. that look like for the future? And how can we, as blind persons, make a difference in that arena? What are the steps to go forward to reach out to Hollywood, etc.? Oh, wow. Patty, I that's make such noise a great about it. So, show you me bet. You bet. That's such a great question. You know, on the website, we have. I'm tired of it being an afterthought. I want it to be yeah. built in. That's right. You're absolutely right. And, and we call that integrated audio description yes. uh, to, to just throw a phrase at you there. On the website, we have contact information for film producers, for the uh, television networks. And, and we, you're right. We need to do so much more at, at making them aware that there are, there are millions of folks out there that want description, that need description, and they need to be focused on it uh, to a greater extent. I mentioned film studios developing courses in description. Boy, Patty, you're, you, this is so important for film students to know how they can incorporate description from the get-go. Um, yes. There's a group uh, in New York, uh, used to be called Theater by the Blind, and they're called Theater Breaking Through Barriers now. Um, you know, I used to think, oh, by the blind, they're going to have great audio description. Well, they don't, they don't have any traditional audio description because they build description into every theater production. Uh, it, it, sighted people see and hear everything that a, a blind person sees, hears, whatever, um, and it's, it's all the same. It makes better theater act. Actually, um, and that's it, it, why it, the the Greeks did it. Yeah, Ancient, yeah, you, that's you right. You think about right. the Greek chorus, even Shakespeare does exactly, exactly. So, and um, right, and if, if and, you have a, uh, just one other thing, Patty. If if you go on the online and look up Stevie Wonder's um, music video, "So What the Fuss," "So What the Fuss," there is an audio described version. It, it, it basically he he redid his music video with description it's built in and i cannot 
experience that video without the description because it's oh. so, so done so wonderfully and voiced by a friend of Mr. Wonders, uh, the, uh, the rapper Busta Rhymes. So it, it just, it's seamless. It's just part of the video. And that's exactly, I think, the kind of thing you're talking about, Patty. And we one last more very important um, We were getting pretty close to time, Patty. So, so it's very I quick. And you can just kind of just throw this out there for later. But um, people tend to get emotional and ranting when they write letters. Can we talk about maybe in the future, including in one of the conferences that you do, education on how people can learn to write comprehensive, coherent letters about this subject? Good that's point. It's a, a great idea. Mm, that's a great idea for ACD writ large. Yeah. yeah. AD Advocacy 101, that sort of thing. That's right. <laughs> advocacy 101. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Well, th I mean, that's a great note to, to close on is, you know, just that that positive sort of empowering. We can all get involved and be we have, engaged. We have a new and, uh, and director of new right? <laughs> director of advocacy and governmental affairs, Claire Stanley, who's yeah. just wonderful. And boy, uh, let's make sure she hears about that. Uh, she'd, yep. she'd be a great yep. advocacy 101 instructor mm -hmm. well thank you so much joel for this Thanks, um, wonderful conversation um of for you for adp and conversation oh you bet um, wildly appropriate to have you here and oh, thank you thanks. everyone for joining and uh, well as as we say in my official advocacy department keep advocating and keep describing <laughs> all right thanks tabitha thanks ray